I don't really want to work out, I work out. There's got to be those days you push through. And they're, they're probably going to be more numerous than the days you don't. Discipline equals freedom. And the more discipline you have as a human, the more freedom you're going to have. What's going on? Who keeps playing? Every week someone plays with my mic. What's as Why is it? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Nick is having tech. Is it live? We, sorry, we're, we're, we're live. We're live at the moment. <laughs> yeah, can we, we can. go live, Chris? We, well, we're, we're, I'm recording. We're recording, so we right? We're in. Oh, I we're think in. I'm in as well. Can anybody hear me? Welcome to the podcast with no name, or the Joneses Fitness Podcast. Um, Keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. So, uh, I'm Aiden. Um, I'm Nick. I'm Chris. And we have a very special guest. Very special guest. Very special guest. Catherine. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Yes. Thank you. Um, we're, we're obviously going to come and um, come on to talk about mental health um, with Catherine's help. Um, but what, what have we done the last week, then, guys? What's been going on? The team social that was good fun. Team social, yeah. yeah. And aid of oh, oh, cup of teas. We, this happened last week, didn't it? It did, yeah. Just Laura. as we cracked off with a podcast. Hello. Hello. Our glamorous cafe manager is coming for drinks. Thank well, you very much. That's well. oh, that's nice. That's lovely. Thank, Thank you. you. Cheers, Bert. Again, I apologise if I'm a little bit nasally because I'm just a little bit ill. So a lot of people last week said that the um, the clinking of cups throughout the podcast made them really want like teas and coffees. They were like, oh, is really? this like secret kind of like <laughs> ah, subliminal nice. messaging to come and buy a coffee? Is that what it was? I like it. A bit like the shortbread fingers from yeah. week one. Yeah. <laughs> and two and three now. <laughs> um, yes, we had the social yep. and we found out that Chris Lendrum is very good at table tennis. Yes. Also <laughs> known as Forrest Gump now. It was very impressive. But we, yeah, but what I was more impressed with was Nick's eating Nick ability. Up. So we went for... Yes. Um, Unbelievable. We went for f- some food afterwards. What was it called? Yeah, meat, it was, mission. Uh, meat Mission. Meat Mission, yeah. yeah. And Great Nick decided, he decided to uh, do a... What was it? Triple... It was the Triple Chili Challenge. It was a chili hot dog, chili burger, chili fries. Yeah. And it was 30 quid. And if you ate it in less than 10 minutes, it was free. And he did it oh. in just under nine yeah. minutes, weren't it? Eight minutes, 57 seconds. Yeah. There's not many... Do you know what? There's not <laughs> many <laughs> things that I'm good at in life, but I can work, I can train, I can sleep, and I can eat. Yeah. They are what? my four talents. I genuinely don't think people will understand from what you just said there, just how ridiculous it was. Like the guy actually said to us, he was basically thinking we, he, you weren't going to do it essentially yeah. and then you started and I remember yeah, him saying well, that's a good start yeah, that's where, a good yeah, sign you could say you could tell his face that he <laughs> was like okay actually yeah. this, this guy's got it Definitely. But he, and he was saying we were saying oh, how many people do this a day Nick was the first person to do it that day or even attempt it that day yeah, yeah. And, that surprised um, me I thought more people would go and give it a go yeah but, but then we um, we looked up there was a leaders board mm-hmm. and there was the top 10 and the quickest lady who was on the board or quickest person was on the board was lady she did it in two minutes and seven seconds. Honestly, there was so much food. I was I was putting in a shift, and I was like, "How I, you didn't earth? you didn't stop eating?" No. and you did it in eight I minutes. Well, the, the video wow. is not of Nick, <laughs> but of this lady is on YouTube. So yeah, um, we watched it afterwards, didn't we? And we yeah, were just it's like, it's like she engulfs the. Yeah, food. She, it's just like who? She's, like she's, she's, she's a hoover. She's like a hoover. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah, honestly. Wow. absolutely incredible. <laughs> it's most impressive. Yeah, I really wanted the top twenty. There was six minutes forty-four. Was the top twenty, and I didn't. I didn't manage that unfortunately. Which is Next still, time. I just don't understand one of the how people did it quicker than you. Yeah, I'd say it was one of the greatest that. achievements, yeah. yeah. And also, the, what's more impressive is the fact that I didn't have 30 quid to pay for it, so I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was it, it was either do it or do it, or someone's going to have to pay for me. Yeah, yeah. So it was a good crack, wasn't it? Good night out. Good night yeah. out. Good laugh. Great fun. Um, um, we had the 10K as well. Yeah, did. did the yeah, 10K on, on Sunday. Um, my first ever 10K. I find that hard to believe. 
Yeah. I really find that hard. that's the first time we've ever done. Well, how far was the sports leaf mile that we did that day when we were at Biggleswade? When we took, I hate to say it's a mile, isn't it? <laughs> no, we did it longer. There was oh, the first yeah, mile. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because you are right. again, going oh, back maybe. to going back to my competitiveness, a couple of uh, was it well, five six years ago, it was you had to do. It was yeah. a lap. The first lap was a mile, and we were like, we we're all going to do it together. And there was some kid went tearing off, and I thought he's going to win it. And I, I was running with all of our members, and I thought, oh, we've got like half a mile left. I reckon I could catch him. And you tripped him up <laughs> and you beat him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I put in a massive stint. I wanted to be the first person to make the first that, mile. Was it five miles? I think we might. I think we did five or six laps maybe. around at um, Biggleswade Football Club. Yeah. Round the outside, round through all the little back of the football pitch, and round yeah. and round. It was great fun. Anyway, 10, 10 cows. Quite happy with it, considering I've had a broken Two, foot. But, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, did it in forty. Eight forty nine minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. yeah. Quite, quite happy. Day. Aching yeah. today, but um, yeah. Catherine, you're a bit of a runner, aren't you? Um, sometimes I, I think I've fallen a bit out of the habit of doing it a little bit. I, I find it a bit boring as well. So did you do it for fitness or did you do it for? Uh, it was one of my goals when I joined. Actually, I just wanted to be able to run because it it seems like quite a nice thing to do. You see people yeah. just going out for just a run, fun. don't you? Yeah. And you think, oh, that, that looks nice, but really it's just a bit boring. <laughs> so yeah, I, d yeah, it, do you know what? I can I, do about 5K and then I... I, I have yeah, to your say, brain not wanders off. Yeah. I don't really enjoy running, but that was quite fun, the, the, the 10K, because mm. obviously you're running around Cambridge and yeah. you're doing it with other people, so, and the, the competitive element does yes. sort of push you on a little bit further. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get that Marathon time. next? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's on the... It's got, oh, honestly, the London Marathon was one of the, the most amazing days of my life. Yeah. Second to getting married, obviously. Just like, <laughs> just clarify that with my wife, who's, who may or may not be listening. Yeah. But honestly, six people deep for 26 miles, screaming and whooping and cowbells. Cool. Yeah. 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 Honestly, it's like, it's an experience that you can't, so you, you have to do it to really understand it, but it's incredible. Like, I've been able to watch a few times, a few friends doing it, yeah. and the atmosphere just watching yeah. is amazing. It's amazing like, as well. It's yeah. actually you know, day out. We used to go down yeah. every year to watch watch people, yeah, and usually we'd have one friend or a couple of yeah. friends doing it, and you'd just be standing there, great, watch it, and then go for a drink. Would after. you do it? I just wouldn't want to do the training. The training. Yeah, it's, the, it's the length of because oh, I. I find running quite boring. I've always done sports, so you've got the interest of whatever it is you're doing. Yeah, Whereas running, running I've just never been that good at it, and also just, just yeah, boring. Mm. Just find it. But, but it is the bucket list thing, and yeah, it's amazing that, to yeah. That's the, it's like it's similar thing to like a triathlon, maybe an Ironman as well. It's one of those things that you just think it'd be good to just say you've done you've it, done it, yeah, more yeah. than. But then it's just the training, the, you know what, the volume of training you've got to put in is huge. Mm. I I ran once a week. Because of my hip and because of work so, commitments and stuff like that, I built my program around literally running once a week. Wow, okay. And a bit of strength training and, yeah, once a week. I didn't, I was just outside the time I wanted to run, but <clears> I, I did that off of one run a week. But so. For me, doing something like that wouldn't be about time. It would just be doing it for the yeah, experience yeah. and just getting through. Like, I, you know, I wouldn't care what time I got. So Sam that works for us, I think he's... Looking at it, I don't think he got accepted, did he? No, he missed out on the ballot this year. He did the 10k on Sunday and he did it in 37 minutes, and that was off the back of six beers a night before. <laughs> and yeah, he's, just, he's very he's, good, isn't he? He's, he's, he's the old gazelle. Yeah, yeah. it's brilliant to watch. <laughs> I can actually just see him on LCCTV actually. He's got his hat in the middle, in the, yeah, in the middle of the studio <laughs> with an umbrella hat on, so um, it doesn't take himself too seriously. It's hilarious. <laughs> 
Is he even talking to anyone? I don't I know. Think he, he, looks by like, he looks like he's ranting. By he looks like a mental person. He really does. <laughs> he's got a hat on, talking to no one in the It's studio. an umbrella hat, for the record. Hat. Yeah. It's Sam's happy <laughs> hat. Hilarious. He's not had a good day today, bless him. Yeah. Well, that, that, I guess that leads us nicely on to... But just before we do, one yeah, other go. thing. Um, just wanted, we got a uh, five-star review and a written review uh, on oh, iTunes thank you uh, from a Lizzie B. 1980. So whoever oh. that is out there, thank you very much. <laughs> it was a really lovely, lovely review. So hopefully she's listening and just wanted to say thank oh, you for that. Shout out, Lizzie B. Shout Lizzie out. B. Anyway, yeah, go for it, Aidan. Right, so today's podcast is all about um, mental health. Um, obviously, Catherine's going to steer the ship through the subject. Um <laughs> So I, I had a little look on the NHS's website and, it, and what, what affects our mental health. So I've got a long list here. So it's caring for someone else, um, the impact of bereavement, loneliness, discrimination, money worries, work and employment, home environment, life changes, which include starting university, pregnancy and bringing up a child, <clears throat> aging and later life, uh, health issues, long-term and serious illnesses, traumatic events and also smoking drinking gambling and drug misuse so the wow. thing that's quite apparent there everyone yeah i just saw Catherine nodding every every time you said another <laughs> one a nod got bigger so and bigger. Th- that's the biggest thing it, it affects everyone that's yeah. that's that's the yeah. big take home i guess so, i think um, and i think that's i think we should take a little bit of comfort in that because it is that idea of we're all more similar than we are different. And I think often we can start to feel like it's just us and it's only me that feels like this, but we all share this common humanity. We're all very connected. And Mm -hmm. I think that links back to one of the things you said in your first podcast about how that sort of sense of community felt really important to you starting something up. And it's because other people matter. And there's always so much stuff with mental health, but, and there's so much to cover but that's one of the things that I'll always say is one of the most important other people matter. Mm. Like people will sit there and say, I don't care what they think. And unfortunately we do because we're we're social animals. We're part of a little tribe. And a lot of the stuff on that list, it links back to other people, your relationships, Uh, even if it's a work issue, generally it's because of relationships within work. Like if we're not employed, that isolates us a little bit. We don't have that connection with other people and it it really does all come back to the fact we're social we need we are social we human people. beings mm. yeah and if we realize that and we realize that everybody's kind of going through these things it just makes it that little bit easier to share do you think there's greater awareness now oh yeah there's yeah. there's definitely greater awareness and i think it's made people start talking but it doesn't make it comfortable to listen to for people i think that's yeah. part of the issue so people will sit there and go yes fine you can talk to me and then when uh, people start uh, talking they go ah oh, i don't know how to deal and with it they don't this. know how to deal with it they don't i mean sometimes it's fine to just sit there and listen yeah like, you don't have to say anything you don't have to offer advice or do anything for the person what is it a problem shared a problem half yeah Yeah. and it it does work so at the minute you even sort of just accept you're feeling a certain way and say i feel really bad today like sam up here saying i've not had a good day yeah straight away it just makes it that little bit better that everyone goes oh yeah no we've all had those days so i think it is it's talked about so much more in the media and things like that but unfortunately i still think in society when you're in it there's still a lot of stigma around yeah. it and I've, I've got um, personal 
and also familial experience with mental health issues and quite recently actually and the it was still very difficult for the person that was involved to to talk to other people about it and also i think there's the understanding of just how much it can like if you if you break your leg mm. then no one expects you to go into work for a few weeks a month two months if you have a real acute episode of mental health issues people don't really understand how much that can affect you and how much mm. you are affected by it and also how you know how non-functional you can be in those moments mm. and i think that that it's still quite a stigma even for the person involved to sort of tell people about that and to actually sort of say that that's the reason why they yeah. are unable to work but it's no it's no different really to having a severe physical affliction yeah. like but people just don't see it like that yeah. weirdly but i think still a lot of the time yeah and i think that's part of part of our society really and that we need to start changing it to to being one of prevention as well like a lot of physical illnesses you go into the doctors and you get taught how to prevent some physical illnesses I mean obviously there's things that sometimes you just get but we know how to look after ourselves physically from a very young age you're taught to wash your hands so you don't spread germs and um, but no one teaches you to do some basic things mm. to help your mental health like that's taking true. part in yeah, a gratitude absolutely. practice or yeah. just taking some time out to relax like we've mm. taught everybody that we need to do all the time so is that mostly our society or do you think there's places in the world that do a lot better than us i i think there are places that aren't maybe uh, I, th I suppose it's maybe that western mm -hmm. culture i don't really like that word westernized yeah. culture but it, i think it is it's that sort of we measure our worth in how much we do all the time and nobody's very comfortable going, I've not done anything today. Yeah. I, I love it. I'll sit there go, done nothing. Yeah, all yeah. day. What Brilliant. a win. Yeah. What a win. Because yeah. that's absolutely fine. We don't have to do all the time. But you feel bad saying it because you feel like your whole worth as a human is being measured in how much you're contributing all the mm. time. Like how many hours of work I'm you put in. I'm definitely guilty of that. We yeah. do. We have a, it's a, like a status of going, I'm so busy. I'm, I'm so busy. I'm doing 50 hours yeah, a week at, at me, work check yeah, out, yeah check me out mm. and it's really bad for us like there mm. is nothing wrong with taking some time out and we should be teaching people from a very young age that it's okay to go chill out for 10 minutes and not do anything mm. it's okay to to take a day off work if you want to to do something that's just for you like really by now we're a very wealthy country we should be able to work less and have more leisure mm. time and it seems like we've gone the other, the other way. way with it and we're now very overproductive <laughs> part like of that is technology as well because i think that um now because people have got their phones on them all the time mm. yeah. if you send an email yeah. to someone you're expecting a response like that Straight because away. you yeah. like in the old days like you, you know you try and get in touch with someone maybe a couple of days but you know yeah, there's yeah. not that pressure whereas now yeah. it's like instant, people have got it? the instant at their fingertips mm. yeah and part of that yes it's good because it makes us more interconnected in a way but then in another way you just said it's kind of it's external pressure yeah it? there's this pressure yeah. of like do 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 all the yeah. time i mean i'm sure you guys know having the gym and stuff being on social media you can get their messages and people will go well, why haven't you responded like within mm. two minutes i've had yeah. i've had messages on like new year's day or like yeah, 11 yeah. o'clock at night and i'm thinking i'm not, I'm not responding to you yeah, yeah, yeah. seriously it's, yeah. it's a day off and i think it is that We've, we can see what everybody else is doing all the time, so there's that pressure to compete. But, but that, I guess the flip side of that is, is that actually what they're doing? 
one of our biggest things is people aren't always who they post to oh, be. No, the highlight so reel. The highlight reel, isn't it? So it's like, oh, look at me, I'm up at 4am, I'm doing this, doing yeah. that, and really, 7pm at night time, they are caked out, like they're yeah. on their back, like knackered or whatever, and it's not yeah. it's not actually real, is it? No, I don't think, I would hazard to guess that the majority of it isn't real. Mm. Uh, just with the filters that people put on pictures oh, yeah. and yeah, stuff, yeah, making yeah, yeah. you think you should look a certain way. Yeah, but now that's accept socially acceptable. Socially acceptable. Now, yeah. now we just look at it and it's, you know, it's everyday yeah. things now. Yeah, I suppose it depends more on, I mean, it's really hard to just blame it all on technology it's out there now it's we've got it mm. i don't think anyone would really give it up it's it's the users it's us as humans that are mm. using it we have a choice of what to put out there you have a choice of who to follow mm. if you don't like it don't look at it like being mindful yeah. a lot of people think it's about going and sitting somewhere and on a hill and humming mm. for a few hours like in meditation it's not it's what you consume, you can be mindful about what you eat, you can be mindful about what you're consuming off social media. If you sit there and listen to our news every single day, the likelihood yeah. is you're, you're probably going to feel really miserable yeah, by the end of it because of the amount of rubbish that's on there yeah. and negative stuff. It's it's up to us as users and it's up to us to teach everybody else to use it as well. Yeah. Uh, I've thought that about the news before. It's amazing how negative it is. And how I've, I've actually like, stopped watching those. But, but yeah, what, uh, what I find fascinating it. about that is, is obviously they're, they're a program, so they're mm. doing something because they think that this is going to get more ratings, more viewers. So why is it that people seem to be drawn to negative mm. stories? Like That's just us. Weird, isn't it? We have a bit of a negativity bias as humans. We, we do love it. And, and I suppose if you think of it from an evolutionary perspective, we've developed to look out for danger and the bad stuff so that we can protect ourselves from it so we do yeah. we generally love a little bit of bad news it's yeah. like do you know what whenever I go around my mum and dad's they've always got the news on and and I always sort of make a comment oh and they're all you've got to watch it you've got to keep up you know mm. know what's going on in the world and yeah kind of but mm. I don't want it bringing me down yeah, every, yeah, every yeah. single day it's I actually there was a, a website that I used to go on and it was I think it's called like some sunny skies or something and it was just positive news mm. stories yeah so i used to wake up in the morning and have my, my coffee and yeah. and, and, look at that. and look at that and it there was is, you know there's oh. a lovely newspaper by um a lady called emily coxhead which is called the happy newspaper you can get it every few months and it's just full of happy positive stuff. news yeah. from the country and around the world as well where you just go oh that's really that. cool <laughs> there was um what was russell howard used to have a program on bbc3 uh, it was um, about yes. was it called good, good, good news? news yeah and he always ends ended with, yeah. with it's not all doom and gloom yeah, and how it always made you feel that's how he ended the show yeah. and you're like yeah. oh that was funny crying, but in a, in a in nice a, way in a with him way. as well he tackled the negative part of the news in a humorous in way, way which yeah. just made it feel that little bit lighter like yeah we do yeah. need to know what's going on yeah. but it doesn't have to be quite so tense or apparently yeah. there's something <laughs> What is it called? Uh, Brexit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't need to talk about that. Yeah. So the whole social comparison thing is a, a, a massive thing for mental health. I, I saw a quote here. Um, Compare yourself to who you uh, were yesterday, not to who someone else is today, which yeah. is such a beautiful thing, I think. Yeah, and I think it's that thing of, it's, it's about the journey, not about the end result. I mean, having a goal is absolutely fantastic, but you want, you've got a goal, say, like link it to the gym, if you've got a goal to look a certain way, to lose weight, 
you could go out on to a social media platform right now and you could find hundreds of people that are already there probably millions of people that are already there posting pictures and that's just going to make you feel rubbish mm. if you're nowhere near that goal it's about it's about your journey and, and I guess it's there, specific not... to the individual a lot of the time though yeah completely mm -hmm. yeah I think I think some people are maybe a bit more prone to comparing themselves to others and mm. I don't know I mean it, it is hard not to though I mean I, even I'm guilty of it I've picked up one of their magazines before where it says oh look at these people in this these bikinis and they give you the person's height and their weight and I, I found myself looking through going oh who's the same height as me yeah, yeah. oh they weigh about the same as me oh I don't look like well, that don't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like what am I doing yeah, it's, like, so it's I not your journey is no, it no and I, so I've never yeah. bought them again because all their magazines are like that it's just about shaming people for what they look like Mm. for some sort of idea of what people should look like and we're all different we're all we should celebrate the fact that we all look a bit different it'd be really boring if we all look the same yeah definitely it? yeah cool um so one one th another note i've got here is about uh anxiety stress and depression and mm -hmm. how they sort of all overlap uh, and is there yeah. a clear definition um i suppose I think it does come down to the individual again because it's all of these things are quite subjective it's very hard to know what's going on inside someone's head so you've kind of just got their description of how they're feeling all the time um so i'd say anxiety is normally that sense of worry about things that haven't yet happened so mm. we normally say anxiety is where you look to the future too much and you get them panics of and, and is it fair to say that we all suffer anxiety on a daily or weekly yeah. or monthly basis? I think... Uh, sorry to, to, to interrupt and not call you out on your anxieties, Nick, but mm. I remember you saying about parking. Oh, like yeah, parking. That's one of mine. Yeah, well, if yeah. I'm driving somewhere new, one of my things is like, where am I going to park the car? Yeah, like, yeah. I want to leave it somewhere that's legal. Yeah. I don't want to get a fine. And that's something that sets me off. That gets me, you know, I'll Google before I go, like... Where are the car parks? Yeah. Where? And it's all planned out, so yeah. I can literally go, dump the car, and off I go. I hate driving around somewhere I don't know, not knowing where to leave I, get, it. I think I get airport anxiety. Right. Like I'm not, I'm fine once I'm sitting on a plane and done. Yeah. Like I'm, in the build up yeah, to it, it. Yeah, in the build Am I going to get through passport control with all mm. the drugs that I stash? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, is there going to be a delay? Or, you know, you yeah. get all these. And then when, you, when I'm on the plane, I'm fine. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah that's but it is, it is generally it's that sense of worry about things that haven't even happened yeah. if we catastrophize all of this stuff in our head and everyone can do that we're all capable of doing it I think where it starts to become a problem is where that stops you from I'll stop you from doing it like for me it wouldn't stop me driving somewhere new no. but it's something that does make me think mm, yeah, yeah. When does that? When does normal anxiety become something that you you yeah. should either talk to someone about or get help yeah. about? Yeah. I guess is the question. Cause yeah, I think it's if it's stopping you doing the things that you want to do, definitely speak to someone about it. Also, as well, if you're starting to get anxious about being anxious, <laughs> you're starting to get yourself mm. into that thing because that's what will happen. They start this like little war inside themselves, which they're never going to win. There's not going to be a winner yeah. <laughs> in that where you come out all happy. If you start getting anxious about the fact that you might become anxious about something yeah. that hasn't happened, you start yourself off in this really difficult cycle to then get out of. And, and does that potentially lead to depression? Uh, it can do, yeah. I mean, I think it, any sort of mental health condition can start to make you feel depressed because you start to isolate yourself a little bit more. And as well, I, I mean, depression often ends up 
being about that rumination on things that have already happened. So I'd say maybe that's the difference between anxiety and depression. Depression is normally set in the past a little bit, like, oh, what did I do that for? And, and you start beating yourself up about things that have already happened. Right. Whereas anxiety tends to be about things that haven't yet happened. But there's nothing to say that they so can't sometimes be sometimes it's or... the, the stories we create in our heads yeah, and, and the barriers we put up to stop us from doing something. Yeah, but that's what makes us amazing as well, is that we can create all this stuff in our heads. I mean, we don't know that any other animals can do that. That's, I mean, that's fantastic, because you can imagine what you can create. I think mm. if you can always create the worst case scenario, you can create the best as well. Yeah. And that can just balance it out a little bit. It's not pretending that it's not happening. It's just going, okay, so if that's the worst case scenario of like, I can't, find somewhere to park I'm my car. I'm going to drive down the bus lane yeah. the wrong way on the yeah. wrong way system because I don't know where I am. What's the best case scenario? Yeah. I get there perfectly fine. I've learned to drive and I understand what road signs mean yeah. and yeah. I don't drive down yeah. the bus. <laughs> yeah. it is, it, it's about just balancing it out. But I'd say if you are starting to get into that cycle where you're becoming anxious about being anxious, about you're just starting that internal war yeah. and you need to go and speak to someone. So you mentioned about going to speak to someone who, like... Is it speaking to a loved one? Is it speaking to uh, a special? Like who would you, who would who would you who would you recommend someone going and speaking I, to? There's so many different people. I suppose it would depend where it's got to. Okay. I mean, obviously you've got GPs that you can go and talk to, and I think they have got better now at referring you to, yeah, to other things. White I think people. there's there's sort of social prescribing now where they don't necessarily go for medication. They go for other things like mm. they'll they'll promote exercise or meditation mindfulness there's lots of things out there that you can do you can there's apps as well you've got the headspace app mm. um and and plenty of others now which yeah, teach, you, yeah. teach you to yeah. calm down and things like that and, and all of these things that they're a practice you can't just do them once and think oh that's yeah. it I'm sorry. no i'm one 10 minutes one 10 minute thing there's, no, yeah. there's no quick fix no there? there isn't no. unfortunately <laughs> it's it's like self-care lots of people will go oh self-care i've had a nice bath and eaten some chocolate and it, no self-care is daily Ongoing. habit it's getting yourself up and exercising it's eating well it's doing everything more mm. consistently than not and the same is with your mental health as well if you're not consistent with it you can't end up having a panic attack and then thinking, oh, that meditation I did once three years ago, that's going to help me now. Yeah. It's not It's not going to be there at the forefront of your mind it's to, exactly to use it. exactly the same as exercise, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah. And I think that's it. We need to get into people's head that self-care is, it's not just physical exercise and eating right, which I think is what most people Attribute think to, of yeah. now. It's getting enough sleep. Yeah. it's also your emotional well-being as well and if you're not taking care of that and accepting these natural feelings that come and go in us all day we've all felt anxious we've all felt sad we've all had grief and mm -hmm. no one gets through life without a few scratches we're all going to feel pain every single one of us how you get there might be different but pain is pain it's pain and you need to mm. prevent it I suppose you need to work on them things that are going to be there when you need them that, that I suppose it's resilience. Are, are the schools doing enough to... There's lots of things starting to come into schools. They're doing a big study at the moment on having sort of mindfulness and various different practices in schools in, in sort of select places where they're doing the research. But it's, it's, uh, it's more of a thing as the way I see it is adults, we're the role models. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And if the adults aren't doing it, the kids aren't going to follow, are they? The kids are aren't going to do it. Do you know I mean, if you, you can do a bit of mindfulness at school, if you go home and your parents are stressing you out 
and they can't calm themselves down. It's to lose-lose, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it needs to be, really, it needs to be a whole societal change, like, oh, save the world in just on the <laughs> eight. But, yeah, I mean, everyone could do a little bit more, I think, and I think mm. the schools could do more, but we need to change the whole culture of school at the moment. I think it's become a bit too competitive, a bit too results-oriented, and that's putting a lot of pressure on the teachers as well as the kids. So then if your teachers are stressed out that you're mm. not going to make the grade so that they don't kids get in trouble. <laughs> Is there an argument to say that, you know, that competitiveness does bring out the best in people? Like we were talking about the 10K thing, you know, I, I if I went and run that 10K now, I yeah. would not do it in under an hour. Yeah. But I did it in under 50 minutes because yeah. there was other people around and it pushed me a little bit more. Yeah. So that, that's, I guess that's the counter argument to that. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with competition, but we've all seen <coughs> competition get to the point where it's been bad. I mean, the amount of drugs testing things that have gone off in the sports industry mm. fairly recently mm. shows that sometimes that competition gets too much. Yeah. And it it's at what point, I think... Uh, I suppose it comes down to knowing yourself and being honest with yourself. At what point are you being way too competitive? Yeah, well, or we spoke about that last week and I actually yeah. got asked to sit out of an A-level P lesson once because we are playing Ultimate Frisbee and I'm super competitive. <laughs> and I actually, the P teacher actually asked me to sit down for five minutes because yeah. I was being too competitive and ruining it for everyone else. Yeah. You're like Monica. I, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah that is me. You know, literally yeah. like, I, lo- I love competition. That is the thing yeah. that fuels me. But I can see how it's it can ruin it for other kids yeah. who maybe aren't as competitive and if they just see it as a competitive world, it's like, this is a bit overwhelming for me. Yeah. And, and I, shy away from it. And I think in some sense, it is a competitive world, but there's, there is plenty to go around. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, as a gym, you're, I mean, you might be going for world domination, but <laughs> I'm assuming that as a gym, you focus on getting people from Biggleswade to use your gym because yeah, you're a local... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're not sitting there going, every single person ever come yeah, yeah. here because everyone else is rubbish, and that's where it starts to mm. starts to creep in uh, as being a little bit too much. Because also as well, I think it puts people off. People want it to be fair. You might want competition, but mm. at, at the same time, if it's not a fair competition, people get quite yeah. upset as well. Mm. <laughs> and I think sometimes with schools, bringing it back to the actual question, it's sometimes it's not fair to put that competition in there of like you all must all get grade nine because we've all got strengths in different yeah, yeah. areas some yeah. people may not be yeah. capable of getting and that. Uh, like someone could have pushed me as hard as they wanted to and i could have been competitive competitive as possible but i don't think i ever would have passed my GCSE maths i just don't think like that in mm, numbers yeah. so to put myself up against everybody else that enjoys working with numbers and mm-hmm. gets it I, I can't see how that competition would have benefited me in any way whatsoever but it's not to say all competition's bad mm-hmm. it's just maybe the individuals need to think when it's taking it too far <laughs> so yeah it's interesting how the school yeah the school because i've got two kids one who's just so my uh, eldest is five so she's mm-hmm. just gone to school now and already we're getting stuff home like homework yeah. like you know in half, she's on half term now and it's like right in half term you've got to teach her about um you know squares circles what they are you know all these sorts of things which i'm fine with and i i want to help her in mm. every way i can and same thing my son's too but when he's older obviously the same thing but you feel pressure as a parent almost as well mm. because and it's 
and th and then in my head I always think it's a really difficult one of knowing what where that pressure comes from in the sense of is it because I don't is it because I want them to obviously I want them to do well but at the same time is it because I'm kind of worried about other parents judging my parenting yeah. and like there's all the like it's funny because yeah. there's all these funny emotions around schooling and like not just the kids but the mm -hmm. parents as well that's yeah. quite a, a difficult one to kind of navigate yeah. and I think judgment is one of the major things that sets us all off we don't want other people judging us mm. do we <laughs> at all it's not comfortable to be judged um so yeah I think I think a lot of it comes down to judgment mm. um as well like when you send you go to parents evening and the teachers are like have they been reading and you're like well yeah like, like every day I'm like I kind of have a job and other things to do <laughs> yeah, as well yeah. like you're I'm trying hot underneath the collar yeah. and you do yeah. and then when they start bringing home homework and they've got like fractions and I'm sat there going oh, I can't remember how to do this or yeah. they come out with new stuff in English like oh, what's a verb like a, a conjunctive or something mm. and I'm like I Wow. Hey like, Dr. Google, like, yeah, hey yeah. Siri, yeah. can you I'm tell me what a conjunctive is? Trying yeah. to figure out what they're talking about, and it mm. does, it puts a lot of pressure on, on everybody, I mm. think. Mm. And you feel bad if you don't get it right. But but I guess they've got pressures themselves as yeah. teachers, haven't they? Yeah, so yeah. they're just trying yeah. to comply yeah, with ticking boxes and. Yeah, completely. <laughs> and I think that's, uh, generally we just all need to chill out on each other a little bit. And that's not to say people shouldn't have standards and work towards things, but doesn't need to be pressure I think if you're constantly trying to control everybody you just get I think uh, people can c create that pressure internally though can't mm. they yeah completely and Catherine you mentioned about prevention there so if, like for people that are listening what are the things that people can do that can kind of set them up for a good state of mental health what would you say like are there key are there sort of key components and points they can yeah, I mean, well, there's fun. there's lots of research, and I, the good news is there's loads of things. And yeah. That's the good news yeah. is that there's lots of things mm. we have that we can do. Um, so you've got um, things like, like I said, other people matter. So having positive relationships is a really good one to start off with. Um, positive emotions as well. We, it's not to say that you shouldn't recognise the things that make you feel uncomfortable but we should be trying to lean into joy a little bit more. Often what you hear people doing is they go, I, I don't want to get my hopes up too much because this might happen. Basically all you're doing is just stopping yourself from feeling a good emotion, which mm -hmm. is hope. Yeah. <laughs> you're stopping yourself from feeling optimistic. Oh, I won't get, I won't get too happy just in case it goes wrong. <laughs> and you're like, what are you doing? Like just lean into it. Yeah, yeah, it's about being mindful. It's about living in the moment a little bit more rather than living in, in your head. Like if you're feeling happy, go for it, be happy. For a little bit if and gratitude as well is another great one um so something like a gratitude practice three good things a day is always nice yeah. oh what would you just write those down would you like yeah, you sit you'd reflect down. at the end of the yeah. day and be like what three things made me happy today yeah. kind of thing i ask my kids yeah. before they go to bed i say what were the three good things Thank today you. and now they just automatically ask me as well and it stops that's you cute. and just goes oh mm. okay what's really funny what to listen done? to what have I done today that's been good? And oh, just that's such it. a powerful... I remember yeah. when I went to a Charles Poliquin um, lecture yeah. and that was one thing that he, he used to do with his athletes. So mm. He trained you know, hundreds of world-class athletes. Loads of Olympic gold medals. Yeah, and he, um, he ma used to make them do a gratitude log. Yeah. They'd, have to, they'd have to do it. Yeah, <coughs> it just stops you from getting into that negative spiral because often what we do is we think about all the bad things that went wrong and that really narrows your focus. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a really nice picture of um, 
that goes around on social media of this cat in a cat box where it's obviously been taken to the vet and it's just staring at the door but because it's focused on the problem it hasn't realised that the lid's been taken off so it could mm. get out at any point oh, it's just staring no. at the door and that's what negative emotions do to us they narrow our focus so if you can yeah. just lean into something good every now and then and feel gratitude, joy, belonging, love I, I can imagine that oh wow because I've seen people do long. that before but I guess I've never really known why like mm. what the but that like even now while you've been talking I've just been sitting about three things that happened today that made me feel good yeah, and actually yeah. I feel like my shoulders are lifted a little yeah, bit. I, yeah. feel, I feel quite good. I'm quite excited. Evidence, it's evidence-based that as well, yes, isn't it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, so, yeah. so oh, wow. basically gra- um, gratitude logs are one of the things that I've read about that are, that are science-based. It's not oh, just wow. a yeah, do yeah. this because it, it's yes, it genuinely, genuinely it makes people feel happier. Over no, again, really. again, I can't think of the specific studies, but I know that they are out oh, there, aren't there's they? there's loads. That's one of the biggest areas wow. of research that's been done. I would, I would so think that it probably has a big effect on sleep as well. If you were to do those positive things yeah. before going to bed, oh, I don't know. I think I'd, be, I think it would stimulate me, and I'd be really excited, <laughs> and I'd be sitting there like wide awake, like that was amazing. But well, that's you know, people that suffer from insomnia, they they cite that, yeah. don't they? They're always thinking about bad stuff oh, that's really? going on. Yeah, oh. yeah. So it, I, it depends on why you can't sleep. Sometimes it can be physical mm. health things mm. that are stopping you sleeping, like like or like for women that when they start to go through menstrual Menopause, changes yeah. when they're older. They, hot flushes and stuff they can't sleep so it can be lots of different things but yeah definitely getting a good night's sleep is massive i mean i'm sure you know if you've had a bad night's sleep straight away out come things like the donuts and yeah. stuff like that because mm. you crave no bad comment. food <laughs> also as well your mood is straight away down if you like you wake up and you think oh i've not slept very well yeah. it affects everything just like if you eat something bad then you feel bad for eating something that you know you shouldn't have eaten and so mm. sleep, that whole self-care thing, sleep, exercise. And um, lots of people think you have to do cardio exercise to make yourself feel better and release them sort of endorphins. And actually, they've done some nice stuff on weight training as well now because that feeds into that motivation and then goals a bit more because you can see yourself improving a bit quicker. Yeah. So you go in one week and you lift four kilograms and you go in straight away the next week and you can lift six, a bit heavier. Yeah. You see that. Yeah, so there's that sense of self-development going on. I wonder if all of our listeners can tell that Catherine was one of our first ever members at Jones's <laughs> with that <laughs> love, lovely little uh, lovely little tie back there. I love it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's, it's true. true. It is true, definitely. Like, I couldn't lift anything. I've never done any sort of weightlifting. I, if I'd ever gone to a gym before, I'd probably lasted maybe three months at most, and I'd just gone on cardio machines because yeah. mm. I thought that's what I should Needed do. To do yeah. I thought if you lifted weights, you'd end up bulky mm. or something mm. like that which is <laughs> ridiculous um but yeah i think and also because it is that progression that you can see because you go oh, i can lift heavier than i yeah. did i last think as week, humans we want to achieve though don't we yeah, that's, that's yeah. part of it yeah and <clears throat> another big thing for your well-being is having goals setting goals that give you something to learn as you're trying to achieve them goals so it is about that journey um so someone who comes in here and says i want to lose weight mm-hmm sometimes that's not necessarily the goal that they are actually aiming for i think often people go to a gym and go yeah i i I want to lose a stone or they Mm. come up with something and they don't really Mm. and that's why then that motivation struggles because the goal isn't matching the value of why they're there and we've all got our own internal values and things like that um and i think one of my goals when i first came was i want to lose weight but it very quickly changed into no actually i'd quite like to be able to run mm, mm. um i'd quite like to be able to to lift yeah, that be a strong, bit heavier yeah. and be a bit stronger i want to feel 
healthier and uh, that matches my values a lot more than that's probably a society thing though i think people just they join a gym because they think uh, the goal is to lose weight just because mm. they feel like that's what they should do. yeah that's what they should do because yeah. they're joining the gym well i was got told that there was a um, i remember doing um going to a lecture with a psychology a guy he was he had a master's in it was like membership retention or something like that it was wow. just gym gym <laughs> focus wow. and he was saying that when people come in you should ask them this five why question so it's basically so they say i want to lose weight and you say why is that important to you and they don't give you an answer, and then you say, "Why is that important mm. to you?" And you, yeah. and he was saying, "You don't obviously. Need to do, it's a bit annoying if someone asks you the same question five <laughs> times." But why? But why? But, yeah. but he was saying that you get to deeper and deeper mm. levels, and often it will get back to something psychologically that actually, if they if they then deal with that, and they if they're aware of that, it becomes mm. much it's more really motivating yeah. than yeah. I'm just yeah. want to lose weight. If it's if it's actually because they want to build self confidence because they've just split up from a partner and they're you know all mm-hmm. the that becomes much more motivating yeah. and much more kind of to the core and to the heart of the actual problem they're having rather than just this superficial i want to lose weight yeah. most people it isn't that superficial it's something more i think that's down. the coach's job to try and to elicit yeah. those dig, things yeah. dig, dig a little bit i can't deeper. wait to do induction i'm going to turn into a five-year-old kid yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why why why, why? but it is, it is good because i think most people will go for them things like i just want to be fitter yeah. but why yeah. why do you want to be fit? it's the same thing when people try and give up smoking like why oh because so and so keeps having a go at me because i smoke and they don't like the smell so you don't actually want to give up smoking someone's mm. nagging you and it can be similar with weight sometimes people have been told that they should lose weight they don't actually feel that they want to lose yeah. weight they've been told to and that's not going to motivate you in the long term you need like a big part of well-being is having that intrinsic motivation you're doing stuff because you like doing it you're enjoying it a lot of things we do end up being extrinsically motivated so there's some sort of reward yeah. okay. there so we go to work most of us because we get a pay packet at the mm. end of it so you can tell those people that are working for more than that because they've got yeah. that, that passion maybe a little bit more and not to say someone doesn't if they've got intrinsically motivated goals we all mm. need to earn money so we all go to work to earn it but you can tell sometimes when you've got someone there that's you know if you took that money away they'd probably still do it because they actually love doing it and it it is a big thing it's like it did take me a while but i did get to the point now where i come down the gym because i do like doing it yeah i and i know that probably makes some people want to vomit in their mouths (laughs) (laughs) you know you sit at home going oh shut up yeah Yeah. but i do who does she think she is (laughs) (laughs) but it does isn't it like when you hear people say that they love doing certain things you're like really yeah. I, i'm fine if it's not for you but you can get yourself to that point and it there's lots of different psychological processes going on but some of the major ones is like relatedness which is why i think you guys do so well here it's that sense of community if you feel like you've got other people on board with you mm-hmm. it's more motivating mm-hmm. as well it's it's competence and i think sometimes that's where gym being motivated to stay in the gym can fall a bit short it's having a skill level and a challenge that that's evenly matched so it doesn't mean it's really easy but it also doesn't mean it's way too, way too hard so if you come in and you've never used the gym before and someone goes here do a deadlift and this yeah, and yeah. that and they're going i don't know what this stuff yeah. is they're yeah. going to get lost after yeah, a couple of, of sessions and not bother coming back whereas if you've given them a challenge that's going to be achievable in a shorter yeah. space of time and then you go now here's your next challenge the motivation to keep going is going to be so much higher because you're not trying to 
do your goal of looking like Beyonce all in yeah, one yeah. go. Do you know what I mean? I'm still not it's, there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, I mean, she's the queen. What can yeah, you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's, it's also autonomy. It's having that choice as well. If you, if you choose your goal yourself, mm. you're more likely to be motivated to do it. Rather, like I said, like with giving up smoking, most people that fail that's because they don't want to give you up. Don't do it's because it. someone else is moaning at them. Having that choice to what to do massively motivating as well because you mm. go well I picked this this is what I want to do mm. yes yeah, so yeah. you've got to take ownership completely yeah. of your goal yeah I read a, uh, there's a really good book by um, a guy called James Clear on habits um, okay. atomic habits it's called um, and it's basically all the science of habit creation and built ha- building habits but it's talk- he talks a lot about goals and that goals are good but also that you shouldn't fixate on the goal it should be basically your it should be um process process goals rather than outcome goals yeah. so right. outcome goals being want to mm. lose weight process goals being i'm going to go to the gym three yeah. times a week mm. and mm. just focus on that because basically and he was saying that what happens over time is that you actually become a person who does that so your self-identity is that other person so mm. you start identifying as someone who goes to the gym mm. i'm a gym person mm. and once you start to do that you gain that intrinsic motivation mm. to actually go whereas if you're someone who really sees himself as someone who doesn't do the gym, doesn't like the gym, um, you're, you're less motivated to go. So just by focusing on going to the gym consistently, over time you start to develop that self-identity of someone who is, like, I am a runner. So to go out and run, you that's just part of who you are. Like we're, we're all gym people here, so we to go to the gym for us just doesn't feel like a big yeah. thing, but that's because we've done it time and time and time again consistently over time. Obviously, we have days when you can't be bothered or whatever, but it's building that identity of someone who does that thing that you want to do rather than focusing on mm. the eventual outcome, if that makes sense. And then you will get there because you are that person that does those things. Yeah. It's a really fascinating book. There's loads of other mm. stuff in it about building habits, but it's awesome. We did a thing at uni called it as the Trans Theoretical Model, Behavioural Change Model. Mm-hmm. And it was, <coughs> they taught it, I think they invented it in. Um, Prochaska, if my memory serves me right, in 1979. <laughs> um, and it was. Hey, why are you reading that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Google's up. Google, yeah. Google's up. And it was, um, it was to do with smoking, I think. Mm-hmm. And it, so they basically you have different stages of, of changing habits. You have a pre-contemplation, mm-hmm. so not even mm-hmm. considering it. Well. Yeah. Then you have a contemplation, like mm, I'm thinking about giving up smoking. Then an action stage, start to give up sm- smoking. And then you have a, I think it's a, a, a maintenance stage after like six months or something, and then a termination stage. So for us sitting here, we're all at the sort of termination stage uh, of exercise because, you know, we're, we're probably going to be doing it forever. <coughs> but you can sort of relapse to any of those points. Mm. So again, well, so you could come out of the termination phase, or is that literally, would you say that is the last? <sighs> to be honest, yeah, I'd have to the, look at it again. It, but yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah. it is, when you look at the actual model, it's there's arrows Throughout, so it's yeah, like a circular okay. model. So exactly. you can you can you can be in any yeah you can any regress to any of those yeah. I mean, so uh, you know, God forbid I break my leg and you know hate training and I don't want to ever come back to it and I can't uh, and I might go completely mm. back to square yeah. one. But um, yeah, but again, again, it comes back to sort of ownership of your goal, I guess. Yeah. And, and I think it comes back to that self acceptance of who you are. It's about being authentic. Like if if you do not want to be a person who goes down the gym you don't have to be like there's mm. nothing to say yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. the only way of 
of keeping healthy yeah. and things like that and I think sometimes mm. people think they should be something and it's not actually true and authentic to them it's mm. not their value again though there's and like so much pressure from s- social media mm. of yeah. everyone's got to look a certain way or yeah. wear, wear certain clothing and I don't know are we all becoming sort of robots and yeah. like my, again I was going to ask how do you get in touch with that then so for yourself how do you mm. get in touch with like your authentic self where oh. you're not oh, doing that that's deep oh. go on Chris. oh deep yeah, no, go it on. Is, I'd say it's an ongoing process that lasts your entire life because mm. you're always changing yeah. but I think it does start with you having to be incredibly honest with yourself and I think I did that one weekend I did a mindfulness retreat for the weekend and I spent the majority of them <laughs> 48 hours in tears because I was like, oh my God, I'm such a loser. <laughs> like, why have I not realised this before? And you just have to very slowly unpack different things and accept the things that maybe aren't that great about you. I, I, I've been stubborn since I was born. And the amount of people that used to say it to me, I go, I'm not, no, I'm not. <laughs> and I'd get really defensive about it. And now I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, I am. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I've accepted it. And I think sometimes it takes age a little bit and a bit of life experience but also being incredibly honest with yourself and when someone does say something to you try not to be defensive just try and go okay what what am I doing that's winding this person up so much that they feel the need to say oh you're so stubborn all the time Mm. maybe I am being stubborn then Mm. my daughter came to me and said no one wants to play with me because I'm bossy (laughs) and I went I could have done that whole month and go no you're not you're amazing you're wonderful and I went "Mm." Sometimes people don't like being told what to do because <laughs> she can be a little bit bossy. And how did she take it? She was fine. When I said, Do you know what, sometimes people don't like being told what to do. They like to do make up their own mind. Mm. And she went, oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. They're entitled to their wrong opinion. Yeah, but it, <laughs> yeah. it does. It just makes you go, yeah, okay, no, yeah. you're right. Sometimes people don't want to be told what to do. And also, a lot of these things can be turned into strength. So instead of saying I'm stubborn, I prefer to say I'm quite determined. <laughs> Sounds mm. a bit nicer. Instead of saying she's bossy, I say, no, you, you just like to lead you're things, a leader. you're more of a yeah. leader. And that's absolutely fine, but sometimes our strengths we can use a bit too much. So it's about that balance, that fine balance mm. that we all get wrong. Does that sometimes. come back to the message you tell yourself as well? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, it's a long process of work, but there's so many different values and traits and strengths that you can have as a person. You you've just got to be honest with what yours actually are and there's a really interesting study where if people are asked whether they're a good driver or not most people will say they're above average not everyone can be above average average is there for a reason because that's where most people are so most people go yeah I'm I'm much better than most other people like no you're not (laughs) and that's fine yeah Yeah, some it's probably a few things you are better than the average person at there's going to be some things that you're not that you're a bit worse at majority of stuff you're going to be about average at because that's why average is there if that's not where average was then we'd all be somewhere I guess this is where ego comes into it as well yeah Mm. I think that's what social media feeds into it's a big ego pile of photos yeah Uh, and I I don't want to like um make this all, all too negative but obviously suicide and I was thinking about the suicide rates in men's usually mm. it's a lot higher right yeah, uh, yeah. What is it, the, the average I think age? it's now the biggest killer of under men. 45 men yeah. yeah biggest killer yeah I think no they reckon yeah. I yeah. think yeah. they have I'm what? sure the World Health Organization have said that depression is going to be the biggest killer in the world 
Yeah. I'm sure they release that. It might even be so now. So again, that goes back to what we were saying before in the sense that it's progressed a long way, mm. but there's obviously still a long way to go because yeah. if that's there, the statistics, that's, you know, mm. and I, I'm not saying that obviously that's all mental health stuff, but, it, you know, majority mm. of it, I would, would imagine, would probably be related to that or certainly yeah. elements of that. Do you think yeah. do you think it's worse now or there's m- because more people are talking about it so more people are going oh, oh that's right. me oh that's me yeah. you know it's a bit like say for example like um uh, i don't know like more people are having breast cancer well actually we're doing more tests now so it's flagging up more yes. and more so because more people are talking about depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and things like that Pe- more people are identifying with it and actually going oh that's me yeah. so it becomes you know more, or is it where society's going in the sense that that's the, that's the trigger and it's causing people to feel that? that. I, th- I think it's probably a little bit probably of both. both. Yeah. Um, I think yes, we we know more, so mm. like you say, we can pick up illnesses better now yeah. when they appear. But also, I think sometimes people are are picking up on these words, and I think they get used in the wrong context the wrong sometimes. Way. Like lots of people go, oh, "I feel so depressed today," but they're not actually no. depressed. They're just, just maybe bit, having a crap bit, day bit, bit down. yeah and that's and I think maybe we need to give I, I don't think we have a very good emotional language I, I don't think we're very emotional. I think it's very one dimensional it's like I feel down today so I'm automatically going to say oh my god I'm depressed yeah and like, like you feel a bit nervous about doing something oh my I'm god anxious. I'm anxious and it's, like, mm, it's not quite the same thing mm. um, so yeah I think we need to make people more literate with emotional yeah. words because there's I mean there's so many yeah. and like if I said to you go on name some emotions now you'd probably go sad angry mm, happy mm, mm. <laughs> and then you're yeah, lost you're going it. I don't know I can't think of any more there's so many words like overwhelmed is a good word yeah. whereas lots of people go I'm, I'm really stressed out I'm a bit overwhelmed. and sometimes it's mm. more that overwhelm or that just sense of like everything's just a little bit too mm. much today rather than it led yeah. into like yeah. full-on oh. chronic stress or and often like some people will say things like when actually maybe it's sad or mm. sometimes often there can be a lot of anger and other things fear. going on fear yeah. fear's a big one mm. everyone needs to accept that we're, we're scared of stuff all the yeah. time it, I, it always makes me laugh when people go I'm not scared I'm of not scared of anything oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, mm. well you should be yeah. <laughs> but it's the same like some people go I'm happy all the time I'm never stressed I don't you're get anxious you're also a liar yeah <laughs> they are they're lying it's, yeah. it's a bit like it's a bit mm. like when you see us after 9pm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally it's a show from 6am to 9pm and it's like all shut down but it is no one is any one thing all the mm. time and that's why them gratitude practices are nice if you're having one of those days where you think the world's ending yeah and against you just try and find them three good things even if you can just find one in that moment there's something mm. even if you well, see something that. else and I guess I think as well with the whole sort of stress thing and saying like I'm depressed or I'm feeling really stressed a lot of the time, like the treatments, the clinical treatments for um, a lot of fears, anxieties, phobias and things is almost, is putting people into a little bit of stress, isn't it? Yeah. And then coping with that stress. And then it's that whole thing you were talking about before about having that appropriate level of mm. stress. Yeah. And, you know, so for phobias, they'll get you to, they'll, you know, they'll, psychologists will show people a picture and then they'll, you know, if it was a spider, show mm. someone a picture, get used to that, then do, do something a bit more. It's like yeah. the whole going into the gym and doing two, then that. four kilos. Yeah. Then yeah. So it's that yeah. gradual, uh, basically you're allowing your body to be stressed, mm. 
physically or mentally to a mm. point that you can cope with and then progressing and then a bit more again. and then progressing a bit more but it's like going from zero to 100 mm. is yeah. where people fall down and, and struggle because you know, they think they've got to do it all straight away exactly yeah. Yeah. that's, that's what they the see on social media with emotions as well people think they're supposed to be happy all the time they're supposed to be amazingly in love with this one person and they're supposed to be this and that no one is ever one thing all the time all mm. our emotions are there for a reason I mean if if we had a world where no one ever felt guilty, like that wasn't a thing, we'd be all, we'd be awful, we'd be horrible. Mm. Imagine all the things you'd do because you never felt guilty about it. Oh my God, it's like inside out. Yeah, like <laughs> as well, if you, if you never felt disgusted by anything, we'd all be dead because we'd have poisoned ourselves a long time ago mm. by eating something we shouldn't eat. Disgust yeah. is there to stop you doing that sort of thing. Or mm. fear. fear stop stops you doing something you. stupid. Yeah. Like, they're there for a reason. There is nothing wrong with feeling any emotion whatsoever. You're better off going, this is how I'm feeling right now, accepting it, and then trying to move on it's to the next like, thing. <clears throat> so I was just thinking about the amount of people that have signed up for the gym and come in. And, you know, we, we sit down with them and they're literally shaking. They're so nervous about it. And there's obviously they're so fearful. Mm. How, you know, because that is stepping foot in a gym is very scary yeah. mm. so how does someone overcome that because yeah. yeah that because there's a perception right or wrong and there's barriers up and there's stories that they've told themselves that people are going to be looking at them and mm. now they're going to be the unfittest in the room or whatever I, I or is that our job as as trainers and to I, to, to communicate a bit better i us? think I think it's hard. I think it depends how you come across in lots of different ways now. Um, I mean, you've got the cafe out the front, so I think that's nice because people don't feel like they have to be a part of the gym. Yeah, so yeah. they get to see people. And I think it's that when you realise that someone's actually a nice, smiley, friendly person just like you, that well, fear. You, you goes said down about it earlier, it's the away. fear of being judged. We, yeah, we don't want to be judged, do we? Yeah. So. No, no one. You're, you're, I don't really want people looking at me while I'm sweating buckets and like mm. panting and stuff like that, like in a gym. But Some people do. Everybody, <laughs> but everybody ends up looking like that yeah, exactly. by the end of a class or something. Mm. So it's, I suppose it's, I mean, it is trying to get that first foot through the door. I'm sure once you're there, you realise that everybody else is in the, in the same boat. Yeah. But I, it's lots of things. I, it's, it's really hard I think it's that little push people need that push but normally unfortunately that comes from a moment where something's gone wrong so and then bad's happened. we yeah. then go right now I'm gonna <clears throat> change it now so before we went down to um again I'm just gonna dig you out here Nick yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, um, before we I'm, I'm feeling I'm, I'm right feeling now. good right now good yeah. good, good. Um, before Ask me 20 minutes <laughs> I'll deal with that emotion why are you shaking uh, <laughs> Um, before we opened the studio, um, we went down to London a few ch mm -hmm. times and tried some different uh, yep. gyms and mm. fitness studios and that. And we went to one and uh, we, were, we were about to go into this, this class and I looked at Nick and I was like, you're right, mate. And he was, well, he was shitting himself. I didn't know where our language was allowed to go on. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, but generally, I was shitting myself. And I was thinking... I am a personal trainer. I've been in the industry for, at the time, it was, oh, I don't know, eight, eight years? Eight years of doing sessions, leading sessions, training myself. And I was absolutely terrified. Yeah. And I thought... And as was I was as well. Yeah. And I was thinking, yeah. this is my job. And I yeah. imagine what it must be like to be someone who so is... So what, what were you terrified of? 
I literally have no idea. It was just I well, was that, overwhelmed. Let's think with about fear. that for a second. Yeah. What? What? Why? Is it because you're going to get? Is, you're doing something new, so it's yeah. the fear of unknown. So you you weren't sure what the, the session was going to be like. Who who was in there? What, what you know? Were you going to get judged by someone? You know that you weren't really going to get judged yeah. by someone, but maybe there was some intrinsic thing where you wanted to compete you know at what? a certain I was level. That's it's probably my competitiveness. Yes, because yeah. I would I, if I walked in there, I'd want to be the best boxer in the room, yeah. and I've never done any boxing in my life. <laughs> so I've like I've hit a bag with like my mates in Magic's Garage before, um, but other than that, I've never done any like formal boxing before. I had to borrow gloves. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I had no idea what I was doing. And I think probably my competitiveness was the thing that was making me be nervous yeah. and thinking, oh my God, like, am I actually going to be able to do it? Um, so it's almost like fear of failure. Fear of failure. Not fear of failure, but fear of, like, say, fear I of feel not being like I've got a massive need to achieve. That's yeah. what There's drives a need, me. What is it? The need to achieve and the need to avoid failure. failure. I have a need to achieve. Like, mm. that, is for me, that ticks my boxes. I know that's how I'm. Mm geared that's my competitiveness so I don't know maybe it was just that so, I needed to achieve so much that ima imagine how hard it is for someone that's never been into no. a gym that has these perceptions of what a gym is or isn't but also I think that what's what's good about what Nick and you've just said there is that everyone does get it and it's yeah. not you know I think that if people are out there and thinking oh I would you know maybe they're listening to this and thinking oh mm. I wouldn't mind trying Jones and just understanding that even us everyone of us has had those experiences and that actually mm. we're coaches that can talk to people about these things and can guide them through as best we can and yeah. everyone everyone has it like even that, that 10k that I did you were nervous weren't you? yeah I was nervous about it definitely yeah. you know, well it's all that you were talking about on the Saturday yeah. night wasn't it it's like <laughs> yeah well, I, I yeah. was I was you know, I, yeah. I wouldn't say I was you know really really scared but if you were to um, you know measure my adrenaline and stuff it would have been through the roof mm. and my cortisol and my heart rate would have been up mm. and I guess that's another thing as well is that the interpretation of feelings that we have and kind of emotions that we're having so I heard someone talk I can't remember who it was now but I heard someone talking about this the other day of the the feeling of of anxiety and excitement are often almost pretty much the same and it's different people yeah. in different situations yeah. like a, a competitive sportsman at the top oh, yeah. of their field going into a game Thrive. can feel excitement because they're thriving off that. So it's the same feeling of anxiety that someone else would have ner being nervous about that, but they've conditioned their mind to, to associate those physical feelings with excitement. Whereas if they're in a different scenario, those exact same physical feelings, they would be interpreting as anxiety because it's a different scenario. So they could be playing professional football, same physical feelings, mm. excitement, and then they could be in a, I don't know, public speaking or speaking to the press, for example, exactly the same internal feelings, but anxiety. Mm. So it's almost kind of that link between yeah. what you feel and what the um, emotion is that you've got going and on. And I guess eventually kind of you can have the, the, same, the same thing can bring about both. Like Absolutely. for example, like I mean. playing golf, the first tee used to terrify me, and yeah. I'd be like really nervous. And still now, does. still yeah. <laughs> but now I think I'm a bit more Million, excited yeah. about it because I'm thinking, oh, it's an opportunity, know, it's an opportunity to to, yeah. to yeah. deliver. And I think that's so people must get that with the gym as well. They're thinking originally I'm nervous, mm. it's going to be what what's going to be, and now it's like I can't wait to get to the gym. Mm. And you know you can make that Do you, you can make that shift. Mm can't you from one thing to the I, next I get when I watch live sport <clears throat> if I'm watching Formula 1 or 
Champions League football <laughs> or England. I- or England. West Ham? Um, uh, not so much. My anxiety and my adrenaline is up and I find it, if, if it's Champions League football's on, mm. midweek and I'm watching it, I find it so difficult to go to sleep afterwards because yeah. I'm just buzzing from it. <clears throat> mm. but, it's like watching the rugby at the weekend. Yeah. And this weekend coming, oh, I'll be nervous. Awesome. If anyone's <laughs> local, yeah. we've got it on in the cafe. England versus New Zealand. What time is it? Uh, I think it's 11, isn't it? 11.15? Is it? A little bit later yeah, than normal. Because yeah. I think it will be... Well, it's two semi... Anyway, I think it'll be a semi-Saturday, semi-Sunday, won't there? So I'm assuming it'll be the later times, because then... Yeah, but we'll Are you going to watch it, Catherine? Uh, I haven't just say yes. watched just say much yes. of the rugby. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched the foot- I don't understand rugby. I've watched the football when England have played football, but yeah. I understand that a bit more. Right, let's cut this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny, no, I get that. Like, because I, I, I enjoy watching rugby because I enjoy watching competitive sport, but I don't think I understand the game enough to appreciate what's good offence yeah. or what's good defence. And, you know, like, when you watch someone score a goal in football, you can say, oh, that's terrible defending, or it's like, what an amazing bit of play. You don't I, I don't understand rugby enough to be yeah. able to attribute it each way, love other it. than, like, oh, my God, England are awesome. <laughs> I like watching it more than football rugby. I just think it's. We talked about it last week. What was it? Gentleman? No. Yeah. A barbarian was game played, played by, by gentlemen. Rather than yeah, the opposite. I think that was a Cambridge yeah. professor that came up with that. <laughs> Coined that. Um, there we go. So we've done about an hour, I think, have we? Which has absolutely out. flown by. Yeah. Oh, it has, yeah. So there's so much stuff that we haven't covered, and I know Chris has got loads of notes and bullet points and stuff. So. Um, well, no. hope, hopefully, Catherine, <laughs> it's something that we can do come again. back and do again, yeah, and, um, and we can get into it a little bit more. Yeah, um, problem. Yeah, I, I, I thought we could maybe just finish off with um, one last thing, yeah. uh, which is if someone is fe- out there feeling a bit yeah, down, a bit point. depressed, anxious, what would you advise them to just? What would be their first steps in terms of what they should do? Um, if it's got to the point where you really don't feel like you've got anyone to talk to in your sort of circle of friends or family then go and see a doctor and see if you can get some help in that sort of sense but there's also like we said before there's apps online which can help you with calming down your own mind there's also loads of charities out there I support a charity called MQ um, support uh, uh, transforming mental health they're called and um, they put a lot of money into research because I think that's what we need now we've got so much research going on in physical illness we need more research in mental health problems so that we can find out more about what to do and all of these charities websites have loads of information you've got mind as well um oh there's there's young minds as well i think and mental health together or something i can't even remember all of the names there's Mm. so many Mm -hmm. any social media platform search it and they all come up and they've got so much advice on there as well unfortunately waiting lists are a bit long if you want therapy um, but go to the doctor, get yourself on a waiting list because unless you're on there, you're not going to get seen. Mm. So. And if people want to kind of get in touch with you or like in terms of your social media platforms and things, what would those? Uh, I'm chill your beans on most things. Yeah. So the idea is to just get you to chill out a little bit, but also do a lot of positive psychology stuff, helping you move forward positively. So I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, I think I'm on Twitter, but I don't use that very much, so probably not the best place to yeah. find me because it goes too fast. I can't keep up. But yeah, Facebook and Instagram or website is chill-your-beans.co.uk. 
and we'll put the links in the um, in the post in the when we put it up as well, so people can get in touch. Definitely, if they want yeah, to. yeah. And like, like I said, we'll we'll do this again. And um, yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. sure people are going to comment uh, with things that they would like to like know as well, which might yeah. shape the next yeah, yeah. next time we will sit down and 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 chat basically. But I know certainly from today, I'm tonight. I can't wait to get into bed and do the three things that I'm <laughs> like grateful for today or the things that have gone well yeah. I think that's I think that's something that everybody could take away yeah. instantly and They're just yeah. nice conversations journal by your bed and yeah. yeah definitely I love that also kindness be kind to other people random acts of kindness yeah doesn't matter what it is just do something nice for someone else makes you feel good it makes them feel even good even a smile and open up a door for someone yep yeah, yeah. I love it Brilliant. Oh, what a positive way to end. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Love, love it. That. Love that. Thank you, you guys. Very awesome. much. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. I just, and also, just quickly, I love Catherine's jumper today. Just for record, it says happy on it, which uh, is. I'll keep, yeah. Keep, yeah, I love it. Sending really subtle messages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel so flappy. <laughs> <laughs> is that, it does. <laughs> oh, anyway. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on that note. On that note, yeah. We're out. We're yeah. out. Have a good week. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. <laughs> <laughs>